Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing to the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by old people. We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right, you're listening to Raise the Roof on 3CR, 855 AM, and my name is Fiona. I am actually in the studio today, and I'm joined by Shane. Yeah, maybe the audio quality will be better after months and months of recording on Zoom. Well, we've done pretty well, I think, but I yeah. I think we've done great. Can I, can I just mention something that I noticed just now? Yeah. Uh, so people often ask us, you know, Housing for the Aged Action Group, H-A-A-G, is that pronounced hag or hag? Or hag. Well, so this is the thing. So I've only ever heard hag or hag. People think it would be offensive to call an older person's organisation hag. But my understanding has always been, this is what I was told, that the founders called it hag because they thought that was a funny like pun or a reclamation of you know, a term that might have been used derisively about older women. Yeah. But I noticed in the intro that our founder member, Molly Hadfield, pronounced it Hague. Hague. A whole new pronunciation that I had never considered before. Yep. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've been misinformed all these years. I don't know. I think people are embarrassed by the word Hag, but I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. It's great. Uh, well, I thought I, I thought that was the name. Uh, well, we can... But I can't argue with Molly. <laughs> well, our chairperson always says Hag. Well, I can argue with that chairperson. <laughs> And you do. Um, so what have we got today, Shane? I don't know, Fiona. What have we got today? I thought that you were going to introduce the interview that we did with Sharon and Teresa, but maybe I was mistaken. I can do it. I can do it. So today we have um, exciting news, which is that HAG has been um, expanding into a regional area, the Shepparton Goulburn region. Or the she- sorry, what am I saying? The Goulburn Hume region in Shepparton area. Um, and we... The reason that we've been able to do this is because we got some um, philanthropic funding from the Ian Rollo Curry Foundation, um, and you'll hear a little bit in the interview about how he went about choosing which regional area to go to. But one of the exciting things about expanding into the region is the employment of two new workers who are actually living out there and are doing the work for us out there, and we have an interview with them that we just did. So unless there's anything you want to add, Shane, we'll go straight to it. What do you think? I think that sounds great. Awesome. Okay, so uh, let's go. We'll hear the interview now. Okay. So we're joined today by our two new regional project workers, Teresa Jasper and Sharon Halden. We have them both on the phone. How are you going today, guys? Great. Thank you. It's a warm day, but looking good. Excellent. Um, So... Teresa, we might start with you. Would you tell us a little bit about the area that you're in and, and where you're working and where you're from? Okay, so I am a proud Wamba Wamba Brappa Brappa woman. Um, I live 
in a tiny little town, if you blink, you'll miss it, called Nanila, which is not far from Ichuka. Um, yeah, so it's kind of in, near Rochester, Ichuka, Tongay, like Kyabrom, if you know that area. Um, so that's where I live. Yeah. And I'm, I'm working at the moment um, in the Mitchell Strathbogie area. Uh, which covers, obviously, Mitchell covers um, Wallen, um, Kilmore, Seymour, um, and, and those sort of surrounds. Yes. And, yeah, and, yeah, that's bogey. So that's about, just for listeners that may not be aware, if you're from Melbourne, it's sort of the north uh, northwest kind of area, isn't it, from Melbourne? Is that right? Kilmore uh, Wallen is about two hours from where I live. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it's up towards the Murray, is closer to where you are. Yeah. Yeah. So Ituka is a border town, New South Wales, um, and Victoria. So if we cross the bridge, we're in New South Wales. Well, I live in the uh, Hume region of the Moira Shire. I should say the Moira Shire of the Hume region. Um, and we, I'm about 10 minutes from the Murray. So the Moira Shire is, um, uh, the boundary of that on the northern side is the Murray River all along there. And it stretches from Barmer just past Yarrawonga. Um, and the population of, uh, of Moira is about 30,000 people. Um, and the median age of those people is 47, which is higher than the state average, and 25% of our population is uh, over 65. So we're about two and a half hours north, central of Melbourne, and I guess, uh, you know, going through that too, you go through Greater Shepparton, which um, has a population uh, a little bit more than double that of Moira mm. at 67,000, uh, but the actual land size of that is quite a lot smaller. Than, uh, than the Moira Shire. And yeah. it, it, it goes from Katupna to Cosgrove South um, and east on Murchison for the, uh, the western border. So it's an ageing population and there's some significant distances for you both to travel to cover the region by the sound of it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And that uh, ageing population is actually increasing uh, each year. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe that answered the question that I was going to ask, but I've got a question for Fiona. Why did HAG decide to expand out into these areas? So, I guess, yeah, we we wanted to have a um, expand our Home at Last service into a regional area, and we did a bunch of work looking at four different regions of rural Victoria. One of those areas was the Hume-Goulburn region, and we looked at a bunch of factors like that, the levels of homelessness, the numbers of older people, what services were already available. Um, and then we um, went through a process of deciding that with the Foundation for Regional Rural Renewal and we settled upon the Goulburn region, the Goulburn-Hume region up towards the Murray. So that's the reason, I guess. Cool. So what were you guys doing before you came to Hag? Uh, you want me to go first? <laughs> sure. Um I previously worked alongside child protection, mm-hmm. um, firstly as a Aboriginal caseworker uh, and then team leader, and then I was um, fortunate enough to become the program manager. So I did that for 18 years, 
Um, previously to that, I was the Aboriginal liaison worker at the local school and worked with disabilities at the same time, part-time at the school and part-time um, at Murray Human Services. It was back then. Um, but technically, I'm a mother of six, which is busy enough on its own. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have six beautiful grandchildren. Um, but yeah, that kind of keeps you busy all on its own. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself, Sharon? Well, a long time ago, um, just you know, for the um, variants, I was actually worked in a bank. Um, but then I did nursing. I worked in nursing homes and um, did nursing at different hospitals. And I lived in Melbourne at that time. Um, moved back to the rural areas, did a social work degree, and have worked in um, predominantly family services like foster care, human services, and then psychiatry and counselling. Great. So you both had pretty different experiences. I think one of the priorities for us as a city, basically a city-based service was to make sure that we had people that lived and worked locally in the region because um, we know how important it is for that word of mouth, um, for that those reputation that you get just through chatting to people and talking to people. And we wanted to make sure that our HAG kind of grassroots attitude was reflected by the people that we employed. Um, so perhaps you could tell us a little bit about how you've been going about spreading the word about older people and homelessness in the region and who you've been seeing and what you've been finding. Um, maybe we could start with you, Teresa. What, what, what's, the, what's it been like um, going around to the various organisations? Um, I think from what... Um at, at this stage, from what I've, I've um, experienced, it's all been really, really positive. And I think it's a, a, a way, a different way for people to look at the concept of homelessness where we try to get in before they become homeless, which is a, a, a new mindset, I think, for people. Um, and it's been really, you know, people have really enjoyed thinking that, you know, we are thinking out of the box and we are trying to think, you know, forward do some forward planning. I haven't had any negative experiences, thank goodness. That's the question. Um, yeah. I mean, COVID has been very challenging because people are fairly wary, but in the country we're all fairly casual, grassroots people. We all, you know, can um, engage really well with each other because, you know, we're, we're not somebody coming in telling them, uh, you know, from a different level. We're, you know, we're, we're on the same level and we're all after the same goal and, you know, I think people have really engaged and thought very positively about the service as a whole. That's really good to hear. So you, you've been travelling around the various little towns and, and, and um, having chats with people and giving out brochures and things. So you, you can see why it's important to have locals because, for example, we don't call them the little towns. <laughs> Well, we should clarify, yeah. there is a couple of really big kind of uh, yeah. areas, but yeah. there's also hundreds, literally, of little towns. So I don't think it's patronising to say little towns. Do you think it's patronising? Oh, no. no. You tell the people in their little towns. That they... I like the term yeah. little town. I think, I think that a lot of people would um, would agree with that. There are a lot of little towns. There are a lot of little areas, and some of them might only have, you know, 300 or less you know, people in them, but... Um, I guess I've found that, you know, 
a lot of the places might just have one. It might be a service station, it might be a cafe, it might be the post office, but they're all actually quite welcoming and they're quite happy to put up our posters. So it's sort of a one-stop shop. You know, it's not actually a welfare agency, but they're happy and recognise the need for those services. That's good to hear. Yeah, and I think also, too, um, my approach has been, you know, the big organisations have, um, you know, got lots of services in place and I want to try and get to where I know the ageing population will will be attending, like, you know, the, the libraries and um, the op shops and uh, the men's sheds and, you know, all of those little places that we know people feel comfortable, older people feel comfortable and um, having a pamphlet that they can just have a quick look at and not actually be embarrassed about asking questions. They can ring ring me or ring the 1300 number and discreetly ask the questions that they want to ask and hopefully get the answers that they want to hear. If you need someone to drive around the local op shops with you, I'm happy to make myself available. I bet there's some great stuff. Oh, I've been very strong. (laughs) Christmas is coming. It's time to get those gifts in. And so, have you been? Um, have you been? Able, I know that we have a couple of older Hag members up in that area as well, and, and I believe you went up to to Yarrawonga and had a chat with one of our members. What, what was what was the reception like from from the Hag membership about starting up a service up there? Oh, great! Yes, yeah, I've actually got a text message from that lady this morning, just wondering how we're going and how is it all. You know. How's it all panning out for everybody? And but no, look, she was extremely, extremely helpful. Um, excited that it's actually you know we're we're branching out into the country, um, you know, and and they have the wealth of knowledge, don't they? That's right. We, can't, we can never underestimate the knowledge that older people have. Now I've had a couple of inquiries from uh, a couple of services in Yarrawonga, so I plan to go up there um, probably next week. Great. That's awesome. And so I guess um, we're hoping that people will be able to to start getting support into housing. I mean, what we're trying to do really is, is find people who are at risk of homelessness and are perhaps struggling in private rental or couch surfing or um, staying with friends and family and, and they may want to change their housing circumstances. Do you have a sense of what the what the housing situation is is like on the ground? Are you hearing any sort of stories or um do you know do you know what people are saying about homelessness or what the perception of it is? Well I think people sorry, did you want to go first Sharon or no you can go. Sure. Oh. Um my understanding is because of COVID a lot of people are coming to the country and housing is very, very short, and a lot of people are um, purchasing properties uh, to put rental people in there and at extremely high prices. Compared to what we used to be in the country, it's not, you know, it's, it's a totally different thing. So housing is going to become very, very scarce. And and I've been doing a little bit of research on the Mitchell site that I've been working in at the moment, and it says in the next 20-odd years, the population is going to go from 49,000 270,000. So, you know, it's branching out and people are... And I'm sorry, that's, that's on the on Google, so I, I, I didn't write that myself. But, um, you know, people are coming to the country, which makes it really, really tight for the local people to be able to get housing. So, um, you know, and from my understanding is the housing waiting list is 
issue is, is a very, very lengthy time. Yeah. Yeah. So and it is challenging times. Um, yeah. So, I mean, is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners or let them know about the project or, I don't know, the service, the region? Uh, any any last words, I guess? Um, you know, I just encourage anyone that's got any questions about the program, whether they be service providers or potential clients, just anybody at all, just not to feel shy about contacting us. You know, if you're not sure about something, give us a ring because you know, our aim is to have people as they age in safe, stable and affordable housing. That's right. Do you want to give out the contact number? Oh, sorry, I shouldn't put people <laughs> yeah. on the spot with that question. Yeah. We'll give out the contact yeah. number at the end of the episode. I, I'll, I'll do it now. So, so basically, what we've got um, for for the Hume Goulburn region um, is two workers who are based in the area who are able to have confidential discussions about their housing options with them. Um, and so, if if people call the one three hundred number, they will get to our um, intake workers in the city, but the intake workers know that if you're from that region, you will be put in touch with either Teresa or Sharon to have a chat about your options. And um, and it's all free, free service, completely safe and confidential, and, and you don't need to worry about people talking about your business with anyone. We'll keep it all completely private. Um, so the phone number is 1300 765 178. Um, and Within reason, they can also meet face-to-face and have a chat if you're more comfortable with that too. Um, so over the phone or potentially face-to-face, COVID and distance um, allowing. Um, so we think it's really great to have a couple of people on board in the region who are able to give us the intel from the ground about what's going on um, and also to be able to spread the word into lots of the no-shade little communities in the Shepparton and Goulburn region. Teresa did say blink or you'll miss it. We're talking small towns. (laughs) I don't know why small towns sound so much more reasonable than little towns. It's all about you. small towns with big personalities. (laughs) (laughs) But easygoing, probably. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for coming on today, guys. It's been really great to have you. I know you're both um, about uh, out, up in, in the kind of – I hear it's quite hot up there today. So um, hopefully you're staying cool, and we'll get you back on probably in the future to have a chat about how it's going. We're only a couple of months into this project, um, and COVID has impacted pretty hard. So we're still getting off the ground. Um, but, yeah, it's great to have you both on board. Okay, thank you thank very you. much. We're excited about the future. Excellent. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. This is Irene Bolger, former Secretary of the Nurses' Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses' dispute in 1986 and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there, broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR, radio for the workers, by the workers, since 1976. Well, hey, it's me. I'm finally going to get my vaccine. I'm so excited. 
I've been waiting a while. I'm old enough to get it, and I'm smart enough to get it. So I'm very happy that I'm going to get my Moderna shot today. And I wanted to tell everybody that you should get out there and do it too. I even changed one of my songs to fit the occasion. It goes, <clears throat> vaccine, 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 vaccine. <laughs> I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Because once you're dead, then that's a bit too late. <laughs> I know I'm trying to be funny now, but I'm dead serious about the vaccine. I think we all want to get back to normal, whatever that is. And that would be a great shot in the arm, wouldn't it, if we could get back to that. But anyhow, I just wanted to encourage everybody, because the sooner we get to feeling better, the sooner we are going to get back to being normal. So I just want to say to all of you cowards out there, don't be such a chicken squat. Get out there and get shot. Uh, thank you, Dolly Parton, for that amazing announcement. I feel a little awkward about trying to follow. I don't think I've ever been uh, trumped or, or left silent by a community service announcement oh. before. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Dolly. Good old Dolly. Um, so you are listening to 3CR, 8.55am. More specifically, you are listening to Raise the Roof with Shane and Fiona. Um, I just wanted to mention briefly the Victorian Government's Retirement Villages Act review. Uh, I'm sure some listeners' uh, eyes and ears glaze over. I'm not sure your ears can glaze over when I talk, try and talk about legal reform, but um, the review has been ongoing for quite a while now. Uh, the government is committed to passing, well, sorry, to introducing a bill for reform in this in this parliament, so sometime in the next year, give or take. Um, we do expect to see some more announcements from the government about what they're considering in the in the foreseeable future, you know, some public consultation about options they're considering. Um, so HAG is just back in the position where we want to hear more from Retirement Village residents about what they want. Uh, we have a working group that people can get involved in if you'd like to meet up with other like-minded residents, um, or we'd be happy just to have a chat with you over the phone or receive an email, uh, whatever you'd like to do to tell us about what's needed in Retirement Villages. Uh, Fiona knows very well my view that what we need is nationalisation <laughs> of the retirement village industry, uh, appropriation without compensation, just to seize the villages, uh, turn them into public housing. It doesn't really seem like that's going to be on the on the agenda. Funnily for the, enough, that wasn't one of the options that they tabled. For the review, but, you know, we live in hope. Um, but, yeah, they will be looking at issues, you know, around dispute resolution, around exit fees, uh, contracts, you know, uh, management standards, all kinds of things that have been big issues for HAG and some of the organisations that we work with for a long time. Um, retirement villages are sometimes seen as just a, a form of housing for rich people, and that's really not always the case. Um, there are a lot of retirement villages in Victoria still that cater to people on lower incomes. Um, so it, it does affect a lot of kind of vulnerable Victorians and working class people, unwaged older workers. Um, so... Yeah, if that's a situation that you're in or, or you might move into in the future, uh, we would love to hear your perspective on things. And you can get in touch. It's probably a good time to start giving out some contact information for, for HAG in general. I reckon. So if you want to get in touch about the uh, about the review or about the working group, uh, the Retirement Accommodation Action Group, that's I think it's one. called, uh, RAG. Uh, I'm sure about the pronunciation on that one. It's definitely yeah. not RAG. Not RAG, not RAG. <laughs> Um, the best number to call is 9654-7389. Uh, you can press extension 2 or 3, I reckon, and ask for Fiona Waters. She convenes the group. If you're interested in getting in touch about some other stuff, maybe you want to talk to Sharon or Teresa because uh, you're living out in the regions, or maybe 
you live anywhere in Victoria and you're an older person, wants to talk about a housing issue, uh, your housing situation that you're in, uh, you need to move, uh, you've got a problem with your manager, landlord, real estate, whatever it might be, you can give us a call on one three hundred seven six five one seven eight. So those two numbers again, uh, the more general number, 9654-7389, and the, the free helpline, 1300-765-178. Mm. Uh, you can also check out our website, oldertenants.org.au. There are some, you know, get involved type links on that page. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I do not know the Twitter account name, but you could Google, what do you type? It's- type it in the search bar. Uh, housing for the Aged Action Group, and we're on Facebook. Nobody uses Facebook anymore, so... Let's hope not. <laughs> yes. One of the things I've noticed about retirement housing is that when people find out more about it, they can't believe how dodgy it is. So I'm hoping that this review is going to improve things. There's It's a mixed bag, really, but we'll see. It's been good, though, some of it. Some of those meetings have been fantastic, you, you can tell us Fiona's being sarcastic when she says the meeting's been fantastic. Look, we appreciate the opportunity to be involved. We're just happy to come to the party. Come to the party? Was there, was there a party? Because I was not invited. <laughs> That's probably all we have time for, I reckon. Um, it's been good to have us both in the studio again. It's been great to hear from some people in the regions. Um, and, yeah, you can listen again in a fortnight's time. Don't um, worry, we'll be back to our inner city latte sipping ways. <laughs> Yep, um, plotting the revolution over our smashed avocado. Um, but we need to um, let people know that, well, hopefully, um, that we'll be closing over Christmas. Um, so when that time comes, we'll let you know the Christmas hours. But, yeah, it's coming up to that time already, end of November. So we'll do that in December. And until then, we'll speak to you at the next at the next exciting episode of Raise the Roof. See you, Jane. Bye.